welcome to another episode of the Author's Lab, and I am your host, Allison G. Daniels, four-time best-selling author of over 31 books, international author, book writing coach, and CEO and founder of AGD Publishing Company. Today, we are going to talk about managing and growing a global business. And I have with me on the line, Marae Tolakima. Welcome, welcome. Hey, hello everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm tuning in from Perth in Australia. So very excited to have, you know, to talk to you uh, while you're starting your day. So thank you, thank you, Alison, for having me. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. Awesome, awesome. You are so welcome. Listen, introduce yourself to our listening audience. Yes, yeah, so it's um I, I'm I'm gonna try to be really short because uh, it can I can stay here forever. So my <laughs> name is Murray, Murray Telekima. I'm a global entrepreneur. I've been uh, doing uh, a lot of empowerment work, you know, across continents. I've worked, I've worked in almost all continents except North America. I am a petroleum engineer by background, but uh, I've grown uh, to being a global entrepreneur. So I have a global business, doing business uh, across four continents, in Africa, in Europe, in Australia, Asia here, and in North America as well, where I have business partners. So it's been a very uh, inter interesting uh, journey. And um, I come originally from a country called Gabon. That's a former French colony in Africa. I grew up partly there and then also in France and went back to work in Gabon. And since then, I've been working in uh, about 10 countries, decided to settle in Australia. And even, you know, from Australia, I've been doing uh, um, work, uh, my work focus on the energy sector, where, you know, I have my professional background, but also on STEM, STEM standing for science, technology, and engineering but also doing uh, major uh, women empowerment work, especially in industry where they have minorities. So where, you know, women are not really well represented. I, uh, I really made it a mission for me to increase those numbers and to empower the women that are uh, part of this industry and doing a lot of work as well in entrepreneurship, because for me, um, that's also an alternative for women if they can't grow in the existing structure to leadership position is to look at how they can create, you know, their own table, create a business and still be part of the industry. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm a wife, and, uh, and I love traveling as well. So that's, uh, that's about me in a nutshell. That is really awesome. So what does it mean um, when a person says, I have a global business? Mm -hmm. it, it can be misleading. I think um, the, the way, um, you know, we, when we talk about global businesses, 
we're talking about a business that has, you know, operation in many countries around the world. And it's very different from an international business, which is a business that is, uh, has facilities in, you know, in country, but uh, bring solution to global and international communities or customers. So I think when we, call, we talk about global businesses, it's about not only operating locally, but also having operations and offices outside, you know, the country where we live. And uh, that's, that's really how I see, you know, this difference in the glo global business. So having a global business is trickier than having, you know, an international business because you have to manage different offices, different cultures, because obviously if you have offices in different countries, you have to look at the culture, you have to look at how people do business, you have to look at the communities, the environment is very important. And that's where the challenge is, is, uh, is really um, great uh, if, if we don't manage it well. So what are some of the um, strategies for growing for a person that wants to grow their global business? So to, I think the first thing is to have a well-established business first where you are where you've developed a brand, where, where people know you as, you know, uh, a company or an entity that can bring solution to, uh, to problems locally. And then when you, you know, go and extend, you already have this brand. But the difficulty, like I said, is, to, is often the culture. And, uh, and you need to understand the environment. You need to understand... Uh, what's going on, how business is done, how the economy is is run. You know, there's also the taxation, the currency, so many areas that you need to manage, and uh, you normally can't do it on your own. So the best way is to be able to have uh, somebody from the country or somebody who knows the country very well operating, you know, helping you to settle your company and also operate, uh, be a representative that's going to operate for you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to have clarity as well in, you know, in what you bring, understand what are the key problems, understand that are the key challenges. Because for me, as a business uh, person, as an entrepreneur, um, I see the entrepreneur as, somebody or a business that brings solution to uh, to problem to challenges so it's not just about saying yes it's working in my country i'm very successful so it's going to work in the country where i'm going to settle you still have to you know understand the market you still have to understand the key needs the key uh, problems before you can say okay I think I can, you know, I can settle there. I think I can do business here. So there's a, there's a lot of, you know, things to to look at. So your because it's gonna it's gonna drive, you know, your business plan, how you're going to implement your business model, your marketing, and uh, and 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 also um, how you interact with the different communities because that's uh, the you know this community is going to be a key stakeholder for you to to be able to be successful. So those are the, in, in a nutshell, the 
key area where you really need to spend a lot of time, do a, a gap analysis to understand what are the gaps, and especially for you to really use, you know, this gap analysis to position yourself uh, locally in those uh, in those uh, country or in those uh, region where you really want to extend as a as a global business. Wow, that was a wealth of uh, knowledge that you just shared. So I want to ask you mm -hmm. this question. Describe some benefits of promoting a global business. So some of, some of the benefits of, of, um, of promoting a global business, uh, like, like we, you know, especially now that we, you know, we've, we've had this pandemic, what we see is that, you know, being only restricted to a local market can actually expose you to, especially when there are great challenges. So one of the advantages of, uh, of you know, marketing, uh, um, promoting a, glo a global business or putting together a global business is to have access to a greater market and also um, spread the risk in a way, uh, the business risk for you. And, uh, and obviously the... Um, um, one of the key uh, thing is you learn. You learn. You learn more. You 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 know. Even if you you have challenges, even if you have failures, you it's actually good for you to optimize what you have. And especially locally, sometimes you know you implement things in uh, in your business that are overseas, and the mistake that you actually make can actually help you to refocus and uh, optimize what you have locally. So that's that's one one thing as well. And um and another thing, you know, when when you do business uh globally and and you want to settle globally, you don't have to do it on your own. You can look at partnership. So when you can partner, you have the opportunity to spread the risk and also uh you know, in a way be able to optimize uh, what you're going to do in the in in country, uh, because you have this, uh, especially if you have a strong partner that are already uh, well established in the country. So I think those are you know some key some key things that are uh, really uh, important and uh, and and put you really give you a, a competitive advantage. And, and very, you know, conducive for a global business. Thank you, thank you. So we are going to take a break, and we will be right back. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn with Locks Forever. I'm extending an invitation to you to check out our new podcast, Sisters Talking Natural Hair and Business. This is a high-energy, keeping it real and relevant podcast for natural hair enthusiasts, service providers, and business owners. We will talk about everything from tender heads to how to build a tough natural hair business. If you're starting a natural hair business, this is the podcast for you. It's informative, fun, with a twist of humor, inspiration, and feeling of sitting around the table talking with your best friends. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. You will not be disappointed. 
Hi, this is Allison G. Daniels, three-time best-selling author who has written over 31 books. I am a book writing coach and publisher. I am excited today to offer you my 30-day Write to Finish book writing program. Whether you are preparing to write a book, are in mid-process, or have completed your first draft of a full-length book, this workshop is for you. What you would get, you will learn how to draft your outline, brainstorm and organize your ideas, identify your target audience, develop your content, avoid common writing mistakes, and time management. To get started, visit my website at www.agdpublishing.com. Take advantage of this opportunity before the class is full. This is Allison G. Daniels, and I look forward to working with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Author's Lab. I am your host, Allison G. Daniels, international best-selling author, coach, and publisher. Again, I have with me on the line, Marae Talakima, and I am going to continue with asking her a few more questions. Our topic today is managing and growing a global business. So here's another question for you. As an engineer, what are some of the challenges that you face? Oh, um, as, a, as an engineer, um, when I look at uh, the first challenge for me has, has been uh, being a minority in a way because, you know, uh, engineering the, all the, you know, industry where you have engineers uh, you know, you have you are a minority as a woman, and also when I started, it was even more difficult. Uh, Twenty-five years ago, I was uh, one of the only I was the only black person, <laughs> a black woman, in you know in in most of the teams that I've worked you know with. So it's uh, it's been the key challenge, uh, really positioning myself as you know a black woman engineer uh and, and and really get the confidence to to uh to express myself uh, as such uh with you know being a minority and also coming with a fresh uh mindset and a different uh, way of seeing things so that's that's the first thing the second thing is uh because you are in a male dominated environment especially as far as you know on the operational side, I remember when, you know, because I'm a petroleum engineer, so I had to go on site to do operations. Um, there were, the, the accommodation was not always, you know, um, I, had, I had no accommodation that actually suited me. So it was always a lot of logistics to, uh, to accommodate me. Um, so I had some time uh, to share, uh, you know, um, basically accommodation with men, and it was quite scary for me at the beginning. But uh, I actually managed to, uh, to to survive this experience, and you know, as as things started to 
to change and we had more women, then, you know, things started to be addressed and looking at how women can be, um, can can also fit into it. So I think the big challenge is a lot of things are actually done and manufactured for men. And uh, it's not always, you know, it's not always easy coming as, as a woman to, uh, to, um, to actually express yourself and to deliver as uh, as it is you know especially when it's an uh, operational an operational role but when you know i after i've done all the operation which is at the beginning of my career and now you know came and work in the office it was a little bit more uh, manageable uh, and then you know nowadays things have changed uh, we see uh, a lot more a lot more women um you know entering the industry but the key challenge is really, you know, retaining those women, especially when they start to have families. And I've I've went through that as well. When I I had, you know, my children, I basically had to, you know, step back and uh, and work, you know, part time because uh, it was it was very difficult to manage both. So that's, you know, those are the key challenges that I can say uh, I've been, you know. Uh, have been the hardest for me, you know, uh, first of all, starting in the industry, going and doing operation on site, but also after that, starting a family and, you know, uh, trying to align everything because, because the men didn't really understand. They were expecting you to still, you know, um, to still produce the same amount of, you know, of work and, uh, and basically, behave as if you didn't have a family and that that was really the uh the key moment for me i had to make really to make really hard choices to be able to uh to be a mom and to be a, a obvious i mean i i was actually quite lucky because my husband is also uh in the same industry but uh being a mom we we had to juggle so many things and i'm happy you know as I took, you know, some step back and came back strong when when my uh, my girls were were a bit older. So I think those are the key, the big challenge for me, uh, being an engineer and uh, working in a in in a male dominated environment. Awesome, awesome. So I wanted to take you back because I really wanted to ask another question about the um, global business. So mm-hmm. do you think that this is the best time for someone to start growing a global business online, meaning um, rebuilding? Oh, yes. And uh, and I myself experienced it during, you know, at the beginning when the pandemic came, because I, I was, since I, I was doing, a, uh, you know, I, I was doing already, you know, business internationally. I had, you know, operation. Uh, in Africa, so I was traveling quite a lot. So when COVID came and, you know, I couldn't travel and all my contracts uh, went, you know, were frozen, uh, I had to, you know, find a way. And, you know, luckily the internet was there. So I could actually, um, you know, reach out to different people, different markets and grow, you know, and grow my grow my market and and be able to rebuild, you know, uh, rebuild my business or pivot 
to uh, to new business using the skills or whatever I've you know I had you know in my business. And I think uh, when I look at you know um, two, I mean it's been two years now that we've been in COVID. The 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 market, my market has you know I would say double or triple now. Uh, you know, I've been able to access the North American market that I've, you know, I wanted to access. I've been able to access the Indian market that I really wanted to access. And uh, and so it has been for me um, a good, you know, a very good period to go online, to be focused on looking at what are the opportunities online uh, to continue to grow, you know, my, my business because locally, uh, obviously things were limited, uh, nothing was really happening, and especially in an industry like the one where I, you know, I do business, which is the uh, the resource sector, it was very, very difficult. So I've been able to pivot to a little bit uh, to more on the coaching side, on the training side, because people in that industry took the time to stop and, you know, retrain themselves and to look at how they could do things differently. So it's been really a blessing. And, and I really encourage people, uh, especially those who are still, you know, suffering from lockdown or have not, you know, been back to to work, to look at all the opportunity that exists, in, you know, globally and, and find, you know, partners. I've been able to find partners uh, in other countries um, to do business with so that, you know, I could have a presence and create a win-win situation while, you know, um, communicating online and doing things online, exchanging online, doing meeting online. And some of the partners that I have right now, I've actually never met them face-to-face. So it's uh, it's been a very good, and I, and I think it's a very good period to rebuild, to pivot, and to to grab, you know, some market share from this big, you know, uh, internet market, online market that is, you know, right now exploding. Wow, that, that's some good information right there. So what are some risks and opportunities post-COVID-19? So the risk, obviously, um, I think for, for a lot of people that uh, didn't actually look at this as an opportunity is to, you know, to get stuck uh, because I've seen, you know, people who've actually uh, chosen more to complain and to to be miserable instead of, you know, sitting down and telling themselves, okay, what can I do? Can I retrain myself? Can I reach out to something? Can I, you know, can I pivot and, and then, you know, acquire skills that are going to be able to help me when, you know, everything is settled. So I think the risk is for a, a certain people to actually not be able to rebound and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and really stay where they are. And the opportunities, the opportunities are, you know, things that are changing um, very quickly. Uh, we we are in the middle of you know a very dynamic um, 
fourth industrial revolution, which means that things are, are not, you know, straightforward, still are not complex. So something like the pandemic that happened, it's actually going to, you know, it's, it's going to be our... Um, it's going to be our, our, you know, it's going to change. It's going to be permanent. It's, so we've actually tested it, and we have to learn, you know, all the lessons and, and be prepared for the next one. And be prepared for the next one is about diversity. So, uh, you know, I've talked about uh, pivoting, but, you know, it's about diversity, developing, you know, a different stream of income because, you know, things are going to change again. And uh, it might not be a pandemic, it might be something else, but, you know, we need to, to prepare ourselves to train ourselves to be able to develop, you know, those different businesses and different uh, um, stream of income that are actually going to help us when things change again or when, you know, we get challenged by, by, by something risky. So how can... How can our listening audience get in touch with you if they would like to connect with you? So for people who want to connect with me, uh, I am on most of the social media platforms. Uh, I, um, I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. And I also have, you know, a YouTube channel. But my preferred platforms are um, LinkedIn and Facebook, and you can also e- email me at m tulekima, uh, which is t o u l e k i m a at gmail dot com. So those are you know those are the, the the different way you can you can reach out to me. So do you have any upcoming um, speaking engagements or events that you would like to share? Yes, so I have uh, several events coming in. There's um, there's an event uh, in one month time. So in uh, November 1st and November 2nd, it's a conference. It's an oil and gas conference. It's going to be an hybrid, uh, so online and and um, and in person. So that's coming on the first and second of uh, of November. And on the 20th of November, there's another conference, a Women uh, Entrepreneurship uh, Day organization that's, you know, doing it, and I'm, I'm part of it. And it's going to be a conference again, uh, you know, um, specifically focused on, on, you know, on Africa and African women, but uh, a good one to, to come and learn, you know, what's happening, you know, on the other side of the world, especially if you want to go globally, understand, you know, the opportunities that exist, you know, in Africa as an entrepreneur, and especially if you are a woman, understand, you know, the key challenges and the key opportunities for women in in the continent of Africa. So those are the key ones, and I'm also a talk show host, so... Uh, right now, I'm on a break, so the Greatness Engineering Hour show will be back next month, uh, as usual, on Monday and uh, and Fridays. At, uh, uh, so time varied between uh, 6 p.m. my time, so it's, it's 6 a.m. EST, 
to um, uh, 10, 10 p.m. The latest, you know, booking that I said is 10 p.m. So it's 10, uh, 10 a.m. EST. So it depends. So for your audience, uh, it might be early sometime, but uh, they can catch up when I have, you know, an episode at uh, 9 a.m. their time or 10 a.m. their time on Monday and Friday. So that's, yes, that's, uh, I think those are the key events that I, I have lined up for in the coming weeks. Wow, thank you so much for being an awesome guest and sharing um, a wealth of information. I would love for you to um, leave words of encouragement for our listening audience. So, you know, I'm all about uh, I'm all about greatness. So as you can see, you know, I have a book called Stepping Into Your Greatness. I, my show is the Greatness Engineering, you know, uh, our show. So for me, uh, always, you know, make sure people understand that, you know, whatever challenges that they have, whatever situation they are in, they have greatness inside of them and they are unlimited. They need to understand that. So nothing can really stop them. And one of my motto is, you know, don't leave anything on the table of life. Whatever, you know, you face, go inside, find a way, find the energy, and you will go through. So don't, you know, don't get, um, you know, don't get discouraged. Don't get, uh, you know, don't get swallowed by the negative energy and uh, and all, everything that is happening around you. Just look at, you know, the solution. If there's only always one solution, if you are, you know, if you stay positive, the solution that can bring you, uh, you know, a step a step further. So don't leave anything on the table. Keep going and understand that you are unlimited. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of the Authors Lab, I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining another pleasure. episode of the Authors Lab. If you would like to learn more about the 30-day Write to Finish book writing program, please visit my website at www.agdpublishing.com. Again, that's www.agdpublishing.com. Thank you. This is Allison. 